You're listening to the Guardian Gamer podcast. Guardian Gamer is a new service that offers elementary and middle school age kids mentorship and a safe space to play video games. I'm Sarah Lyle Sterland and I'm one of the podcast hosts. This week, I'm going to introduce you to Guardian Gamer's chief guardian, TJ Mick. TJ does a lot of things for Guardian Gamer, but one of the most important things he did is to establish the principles that guide the guardians when they're playing with your kids. It's these principles that the guardians use as they serve as positive in-game role models. For example, they might show your kids how to build cool-looking houses while quickly paying off their mortgages in Animal Crossing. Or they might help them to diplomatically resolve property disputes in Minecraft. Or maybe they might show your kid how to support teammates when they're playing in League of Legends. You'll hear TJ talk more about these principles later in the podcast. But the general idea is if your children are spending more time in games and in the metaverse, you'd want them to spend time with people you know, wouldn't you? Yet the reality is more than two-thirds of online video game players have been harassed, according to the Anti-Defamation League. That's where TJ and his crew come in. He'll explain what it takes to become a Guardian, and he'll also explain what the Guardian Gamer Pledge is. For parents who are listening, you can always jump into gaming sessions at any time and talk to the Guardians yourself. In fact, we encourage you to get to know your child's Guardian. Hey TJ, tell our listeners a bit about yourself and why you think young kids need in-game Guardians. Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. So actually it happened, Heidi approached me when she had the original idea and concept, and we were kind of connected through a friend And um, they knew that I am just a lifelong gamer. Um, I do video games. I do tabletop games. And I'm also just a huge kind of nerd of the industry, right? Just anything fantasy, comic books, all that kind of stuff. And so um, Heidi had this idea for Guardian Gamer. And just to kind of get insight into what her son, Kato, was doing when he would be playing these games. And she approached me and asked me if there was anything like what she was looking for. And there wasn't. And so that's kind of how we put our heads together, thought about this idea, and then kind of decided, why isn't there something like this? Maybe we're kind of onto something here. And then um, as we talked and had more and more meetings about this idea, it started to develop and grow. And then that's how Guardian Gamer was basically born. So TJ, tell our listeners a bit about your experience as a game master. It's kind of fascinating and hardly anyone hears about it. So the, the Game Master itself is, um, I I mean, I kind of downplayed it, calling it kind of like a glorified admin, but you basically, from the perspective of the game, you're kind of like a like a game god. You can create any item, you can see everything that goes on, and you can put on quite literally god mode, which means nothing can damage or hurt you or target you. But it started out very simply with a kid saying that he was scammed on a trade and lost some items. And they were very rare items that you had to put a lot of time and effort and get very lucky to get because a lot of the stuff is randomly generated. So he did everything to get these items that were very coveted and he was approached with a trade from another player and the player opened the trade, made it look like he was gonna trade and then basically stole the items from the player, disappeared, logged out, nowhere to be seen and the player wanted his items back. What was happening was that nobody could find this player that stole the items. Uh, The person who opened the ticket left the username, but when we would search it with our tools, we couldn't find anything. I went deeper and looked at the log of official characters and who, what main account that character was tied to. 
Then in opening that up, I saw several other accounts that that player had opened up within his main user account of characters that were being deleted. And so once I saw a pattern of names being deleted, including the one that the player who opened the ticket had an interaction with, I then began to go back in all of the logs of the deleted characters interactions and saw a pattern of this player logging in with a new character, initiating a false trade, stealing from that player, and then transferring the items to his main account and deleting the character altogether. And he did it so many times. There was probably eight or nine characters that were deleted this way that he was basically getting away with it. And I found this player and he was active and online. I banned his account, uh, sent him a letter, stripped him of everything, made it so he couldn't play the game anymore. And then just because of the persistence of the player that opened the ticket, I felt I should meet him in person, quote unquote, so to speak. And so I saw him playing the game and I appeared to him as the game master, which is kind of rare in the game. Yeah, kind of a rock star move. I'll be honest with you. You know, I just kind of appeared. It's kind of a, oh, whoa, no way type of thing. And yeah, I told him, hey, man, you were persistent and we understand you and I feel your pain. And I caught the guy and you weren't the only one. He did this to other people. And because you did this, you actually helped other people who didn't know that they could come to us with this. And I gave him the items that were stolen from him, gave him a thank you. And he was he was extremely grateful. And I still remember that because of how grateful he was. And the fact that he expressed to me that he felt like no one cared, but he felt like his time was important and that, you know, we should. And I felt the same way. You know, so it was like I felt like a hero at that point. That wasn't the only time, though, right? What about the time you fought off some rabble rousers in a virtual reality game? Oh yeah, so on the uh, the Oculus Quest Two, actually, it was on the Oculus Quest Two, and so I'm playing Echo VR, and I'm in the lobby talking with a couple of new other new players, and suddenly a group, a rowdy group, just busts in there. They, just, I, I was shocked because this is my first time experiencing this on the VR platform, uh, but it just goes to show that it happens. Um, and yeah, this rowdy group just comes in and immediately starts cursing and calling people names and, and, and making fun of, uh, uh, we are all little robots, so we all kind of look alike. Uh, but you can have stickers on you and, and different color things. There's always some sort of cosmetic angle to this. And so just making fun of people's colors, making fun of people's voices and accents. And yeah, it was really jarring situation. And um, those players were, were reported. Uh, but before all of that takes effect, they were still there trying to grief people. And I just took it upon myself to lay down a little vigilante justice on my own. I called their attention over to me uh, and I brought them over to a zone that was an open combat zone with sparring, kind of tricked them to come in there with me and then started combat with them. You know, and I just said, hey, you can sit there and make fun of other people that aren't into it or you can come over here and we can play this game a little bit and you can get whatever's bothering you out. It actually turned the situation uh, a little bit fun because uh, as I was taking them all on myself, the other people that they were picking on eventually jumped into the fray and started helping me out. And so uh, what started out as just a bullying session uh, suddenly became an actually fun and I got I broke a little bit of a sweat because it's a VR. So I'm actually doing the exercise there. So I got a little exercise out of it, too. So it actually switched that situation around. Now, the, the ending of this isn't that we became friends. 
you know, this isn't a, fa- a fairy tale. They did get booted out because they were still using language and saying things inappropriate as, as we were doing this contest. Uh, but it turned something very stressful into something a little bit lighthearted at the time before the moderators got a hold of them and, and poofed them out of there. They just suddenly were all there fighting together. And then all of a sudden, all those guys vanished. That situation being one of the the ones that was bullied would be very stressful and intimidating. Everybody says, oh, it's just words, it's online, but this isn't necessarily true. That's not how our bodies actually respond to these kinds of stress triggers. It's beyond our logical thinking of it. Sometimes emotions just happen. And when somebody calls your name, it just feels bad, whether you know who they are or not. And that can trigger and, and ruin an entire game experience it's happened to me personally uh i was above it now because i learned through the hard trials of listening to this stuff over and over again um how to deal with that but even now even as a grown man when you hear certain things uh that don't feel good it still hurts a little bit i mean i'm no scientist but i uh, but i know my feelings and i know what i've experienced and i know that there were times that jumping on a game which is supposed to be my safe space my free creative zone and having that ruined by someone on the other end of a screen just because that's how they get their pleasure it ruined an entire day you know an entire night i would just be you know there were times i would just be depressed i didn't even want to jump on the game anymore which was supposed to be my salvation and my solitary i didn't even want to jump on that anymore because that was just taken from me and ruined and it's just a bad place to be in emotionally and that happens So what do you like about being a guardian? I like the feeling of helping, and I really get a strong sense of that with with Guardian Gamer. Um, I also like that it's new. And with this particular model, I get to set my own availability. So it's like I'm my own boss in this. I can set when I want to do these gaming sessions. I can set my rate for these gaming sessions. And when I am on the clock, I'm really just playing games with kids and helping them out and talking to the parents and bringing the parents into the adventure as well, which... You know, to me, I find really fun in and of itself. And I'm ultimately, in the long run, I'm keeping someone safe. So, TJ, can you remind listeners how this service actually works? Yes. All right. This is the important part, right? So uh, if you want your kid to play with a Guardian Gamer solo or with a couple of their friends, you'd go to GuardianGamer.com, create an account or log in if you already have one, and then you'd browse through the Guardian profiles and book a session with the Guardian Gamer of your choice. Just before the game session starts, parents will receive a notification email with a link to the secure chat. The kid clicks on the link from the device they'll be using for the chat. It could be a computer, phone, tablet. Just make sure it's something with a microphone and a browser. And it connects them to the Guardian Gamer, and then they're ready to go. And during the session, you can always invite another friend from your Guardian Gamer account that sends them a secure, unique, one-time guest link to the session. And if they're already a member, they'll be automatically logged in with their account. Tell our listeners some of the requirements of being a guardian. So, I mean, having experience and being comfortable working with children and engaging parents is a huge thing. That's the main thing of what we do. Also, having a passion for gaming and strong sense of community, something that I really look for uh, in particular. Just having a good positive attitude, right? Just being a good positive person with a strong moral background, wanting to do the right thing. And obviously, experience in coaching or child development, teaching, that kind of stuff is a huge plus. And uh, we also ask that you just 
be the master of the game that you want to coach in. You know, just be the master of your craft. Also important knowing about the gaming industry or the games that you're playing and their cycles, when their seasons are coming, what's becoming available. That's also a huge thing because that can save you a lot of what we like to call grinding, which is playing the same thing over and over again to obtain an item. It's a little gamer lingo. Um, you could do that, but then if you know that this next cycle, that item is going to be available easier, it's probably a better reason to wait. So that's knowing about the games and the seasons is a huge plus as well. So TJ, can you briefly explain what the Guardian Gamer Pledge is? Yeah, Sarah. So we came up with a set so far of seven principles that the Guardians game by and teach to the kids during the game sessions. And we have them listed on the front page of our website if you want to check them out. So the first one is be supportive. It sounds obvious, but what do you mean? Yeah, the pledge to be supportive. So basically just be open minded, engage the kids, encourage the ones who are having trouble in certain parts of the game, you know, and congratulate them when they do better. So encourage them when they're through those tough parts that they can get through it and you're there for support. And then when they get it, congratulate them on every success. The second pledge is the pledge to lead by example. Pretty self-explanatory. We want to be the change that we want to implement in the online gaming community. So things like being helpful to other players, using appropriate language, not cheating, you know, the, the basic stuff. The next pledge is to facilitate imaginative play. Kind of a tongue twister, I know, but that's really how you can kind of develop socially and problem solving skills is by opening that imagination up. And we definitely want to encourage the ability to play and imagine these stories as we're playing through games like Minecraft. What about number four? Pledge number four is to enjoy yourself, but not at anyone else's expense. I mean, games are meant to be fun, right? So we definitely want to promote enjoying and having fun within the game, but we don't want it to infringe on anyone else's success or uh, their fun as well. So just keep it simple. Don't be a jerk, basically. When you get introduced to our guardians, we'll expand on this a little bit more. I like the next one. Be the mentor until you must become the student. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, of course. I think you could see kind of the um, martial arts movie influence in that one there that I have. <laughs> but yeah, it's basically we want to be leading these sessions, but be ready to take a back seat when the child and the kid is ready to spread their wings and to really take control of the session. You got to be ready for that because that's also a huge part of their development is being able to take what they've learned and teach it to someone else. What about number six? Be resolute, not indignant. That's interesting. How did you come up with that one? Yeah, that one, there's a lot of things. We call it rage quitting. A player gets so upset with the performance of their team or their own performance that they just give up during the game. That's not really an option. It's not fun for everybody. You always want to play the game to the end. You don't want to give up even if things get frustrating. And it's okay to address politely other players and to say, hey, let's not give up. Let's keep going. Let's finish strong. I assume the Guardian wouldn't be raging, raging themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Because then that goes up to the principle of, um, you know, leading by example, number two, our pledge number two. They're definitely not going to be the ones rage quitting. Um, and then they just want to kind of enhance and let you know, hey, this, there's a different way of approaching these situations. And then number seven, keep it playful, not personal. Uh, I play tennis, so 
sometimes I end up shouting or yelling, but not at the other person, just yelling at no one in particular in frustration, just letting stuff out. So I guess I get this one. Yeah, definitely close. Uh, it's okay to show emotions, frustrations, excitement, and things like that. But then also more on a uh, personal level, we really do um, care about the privacy of the children, the parents, and even the gamers in that aspect. So while it's okay to have a few things in common with your guardian gamer that you're going to be playing with, we like to keep it focused on the game session and the goal of the session. Um, just, you know, minimizing some of the small talk and chit chat and making it about the fun, the gameplay and the skills. We specifically point out things like politics, religion, other personal issues should really be kind of left to the privacy of the gamer as well as the parent and the kid. So, you know. And are you recruiting? So as uh, Chief of Guardians, I'm always actively recruiting. I like to look at official game forums like Fortnite, Minecraft, and Roblox to find active role models within the community who are kind of already trying to help out young and new players on their own. Uh, also, if this sounds interesting to you, you can jump onto GuardianGamer.com and just click on Create an Account, fill out the info, and make sure that you click the I want to sign up as a Guardian Gamer option. That's the important part. And then from there, we start the application process, schedule your interview and background check. And at that point, you could actually start building your personal profile right away. And if you pass all the application steps, your Guardian Gamer account gets verified and you're ready to go. Okay, so you've got that part down. What about uh, the interview? Uh, what kind of questions do you ask? We ask things like, what's your greatest gaming achievement? When did you have trouble convincing your group to agree with your strategy online? And what's your experience working with kids? And that's basically it. I mean, once you're in, you have access to our forums and our Discord with helpful resources and community full of other guardians. How do the guardians get discovered? As far as finding them, they do have profiles. Um, every guardian, once you sign up, you get to create your whole profile. You can put some pictures in there. We encourage that you describe your your hobbies, your gaming interests and hobbies, why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, there's stuff for all of that on the profile. And then you show up on the marketplace. So from the parent and kid perspective, you're browsing the marketplace for the type of gamer that either is available during the time that you want a game, or you can search by the type of game that they like to play because they can list that as well. So if you're looking for somebody in Roblox in particular, you can select that and it'll pull up all of our Guardian gamers that play Roblox. What other responsibilities do the Guardians have? As far as the, the format, it's a little bit free form, but we do have structure because we like to fill out the quest log. So it's basically preparing them for the answers that they're going to need to fill out in the quest log. What kind of games is the kid interested in? Why are they interested in it? Uh, what did you guys do? What was the goal for the game today? We kind of generally train them not so much to bog down the gaming adventure, but to chronicle it as the co-star to the lead that is the kid. So what are your final thoughts as we wrap up this session for Guardians, TJ? Yeah, we want to train the people to be the upstanders, you know, the, the morally positive role model in all of these situations through their gameplay and with Guardian Gamer teaching these sort of things by example to the next generation of kids, that's where the change is going to start because th once they get older, they're going to be doing the same things and it's going to take all of us reporting bad players and griefers and acting as a community positively to make that change. It has to be active and that's the only way it's going to happen. 
Thanks so much, TJ. Well, that's it for this week. Make sure to check out the next episode. It features the voices of many of the other Guardians. Meanwhile, share this episode with your friends, try out the service, or sign up to be a Guardian. And happy gaming, everyone! Bye!